Hello and welcome to StarK's monthly webinar. We're here at the StarK offices in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm Rabbi Tzvi Goldberg, your host, and I'm joined today with our very own Rabbi Mordechai Frankel, who's the director of the uh, Institute of Halacha at the StarK, and also joined by Shmuel Glick, who's the... Uh... Hello, Shmuel, how are you? I'm fine, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> So me and me and Rabbi Frankel are here in in uh, in Baltimore in Star K and Shmuel's in Brooklyn, I believe, right? Yeah, your office in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, Shmuel is the director of engineering of Gromit Chip Technologies, which is the subject of today's uh, discussion, which is uh, devices that are certified for uh, for Shabbos by Star K. We're glad that you could join us. This and all of our webinars are recorded. And you can uh, replay it on our Vimeo channel or new. We have it now on uh, as a podcast also, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also on the Nucky Radio, which is the kosher the kosher device that has uh, only kosher uh, uh, songs and information on it, which is a good place for a kosher agency to be. Uh, if you would like to call in and uh, right for listen live right now, I'm going to give you the phone numbers. It's 267-279-9000. And the code is 975-538-769-POUND. Okay. Rabbi Frankel, could you turn, turn down your volume just a little bit? Because I can hear it from here. It's a little bit of an echo. Okay. Um, I want to recognize, before we start, that uh, Mr. Jonah Atensasser, the Star K engineer, has been very helpful in arranging all of the, the uh, devices and the Sabbath modes and for our ovens, refrigerators, these devices that we're going to talk about uh, and uh, for many, many, many years. And we're grateful to his uh, assistance uh, in that. Now, on the bottom right, you see a, a chat a chat box. So we're happy to take your questions. Uh, I know we got a lot of questions um, via email. And I'm sure you have questions now as well, so feel free to uh, to uh, chat there. Um, if you could just chat that you hear us, that would be the way we'll start. If a couple of people could chat that you that you do hear us would be great. As long as one person hears us, we know it's getting out there. So we appreciate your your uh, doing that. There is a, a fancy little feature here on the bottom. You can translate. Okay, good. Thanks for joining. You can translate. Uh, if you're joining from Eretz Yisrael, in another half an hour, we're going to have on um, uh, another speaker from Eretz Yisrael. If you want to translate into Hebrew, there is a translate box there. Uh, or if Ukrainian is your uh, is your thing. So you can translate to other languages. Okay. Let us let us begin about the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Sabbath mode devices for... Uh, for uh, for uh, the Gromit chip technologies. Um, so Shmuel, um, what kind of devices do you do we certify, and what kind of devices do you make? Um, basically, anything that pertains to somebody who is elderly or unwell, um, the sick, the infirm, um, uh, any medical type of dev device. So it, be mobility devices, medical devices, stuff like that, and we try to mitigate the, the issues of Shabbos as much as possible. So, um, for instance, uh, you can have a hospital bed, um, hoists, 
nebulizers. Um, there are many different products that that are out there to help people and assist them with their mobility, and um, elevators, stair lifts, um, and so on. And um, yeah, we try to mitigate and minimize the Chil Shabbos as much as possible. And um, that's what we do. Okay, so we're going to go through you. You have a. We're going to go through your uh, some of your devices. That's the point, Robert Frankel. If you could just tell us in a in a, in a minute or two, what is the basis for most of the devices? Basically, work halachically on the same uh, Groma concept, which is the name of Shmuel's company, Groma Chip. <laughs> so the concept of Groma is um, when a person. Uh, performs an action on Shabbos which does not result in any immediate malacha happening occurring. Um, it, the, um, if the malacha will only happen uh, later on in time, so then there's an indirect cause and effect. That's grammar. So the classic example being that if there's a fire and a person puts water around the perimeter, so eventually when the fire gets to the water, the fire will get extinguished. So he's not extinguishing it immediately directly so even though extinguishing a fire is a malacha um extinguish it indirectly is a grammar um and um extinguishing a fire uh, may be an, uh, a torah prohibition but at least grammar on things which are rabbinically prohibited for the sake of a chola an unwell person or an infirm person uh, is permitted so therefore um grammar technology grammar devices um, rely on the fact that um, there's no immediate uh, response, and um, the only isurim um, again are things which are forbidden midrabbanon, and grama for midrabbanon is mutzah for Okay, so we know most people are familiar, like with hospitals like Shari Tzedek, where they have all sorts of devices to work in this way, right? Is that right, very frankly, that's what they do. In, right, yeah. right, right. This yeah. is not something that the Starkey invented. Right. This was um this was um Shlomo Zaman Auerbach um encouraged the hospital there in Israel to uh to um to 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 create these devices. Right. So Tzvi is reminding us here on the on the chat that um really the impetus for this webinar was that uh, in our latest Kashrut's Currents, Rabbi Frankel wrote an article about uh, the Shabbato scooter, who is certified by the company. Again, we're going to have on in about a half an hour. Um, and, you know, you can get this, if you go to our website, if you haven't seen it yet, you can get a, 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 a copy of that, of that article and the whole Kashrut's Currents and all our previous Kashrut's Currents the past uh, 150 years. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Shmuel, let's take a look at the at the uh, at the presentation that you sent. Let me bring that up here, and uh, you'll tell me what you want to see. But there's one picture I I want to show first, if that's okay, and that is this picture right here. So we can see right there you have uh, yourself, Rabbi Heinemann Schlita, and Rabbi Frankel are uh, busy. I don't know <laughs> what kind of device is there. I, I I'm not even sure. I think that was the nebulizer. The nebulizer, um, okay. Yes. And uh, and and yours truly is taking the picture. So I I find these 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 in very interesting. Also, we have to have fun in Kashrus, right? We can't just be has to be fun. So this is I was I was I was invited and I came and I took the picture. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of your presentation. 
Uh, this is your front page. Okay. Okay. What are we looking at over here? Um, you're looking at our new latest product. Um, it's Shabbos elevators, which have been around for a long time. But what we do is we like really go down to the very end and make sure that um, there are various issues with regular Sabbath modes that are um, included with the companies. There, first of all, there's no oversight. Um, basically, all of the elevators that I've seen that are done by the companies only address the issue that you don't have to press buttons. It goes from floor to floor, um, opens the door and closes the door and then goes to the next floor. So it's basically like um, a dumbwaiter going for, instead of, it's just, just as if you go into the, just like you go into the elevator and press all of the buttons. And when it reaches the last floor, it does that again. Um, there are many issues. Um, first of all, uh, when you get into the door, there are infrared sensors that that see if there's an obstacle or an obstruction to let the doors, uh, to let the controller know not to close the doors. So even if the door is scheduled to remain open for a certain amount of time, but you are actuating relays um, and visible LED lights in the control room, which might be an issue. Um, some some elevators even have an audible sound when you go as you walk through the the doors. Um, so we try to take care of all these things, and obviously it's for a chola, it's for somebody that can has difficulty walking the steps. Um, but what kind of place would that be? In a whole person's home or in a hospital? So yeah, so in in a residential person, elderly person, um, or oh, okay. uh, in in a yeah, in, in a hospital, I've not done hospitals yet with the elevators. Um, but yeah, ma mainly residential. I mean, when it's a public setting, it gets a little tricky. Um, because some people might think that it's for anybody. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's... You're, you're only doing it for Cholim, right? Yes. Okay, what do, what do we have here? What is this? This is for the stairlift system. Um, so the stairlifts are, uh, the basics of a stairlift is it's a chair that's attached to a rail that goes up and down the steps. It climbs up the steps through the rail. Um, now there are two types. There's a straight one. There's a curved one that curves around corners. Um, so what we do is, so people who are handicapped or have mobility issues use that to get up and down the steps. What we did is either we have a wired um, controller that works with a grama or a wireless remote that works with a grama. We also make sure that there's no display changes or beeps that happen when you rotate the seat or basically anything that you do with a chair, everything is with a grama and nothing is direct. And um, so we mitigate that. Again, like Rabbi Frankel said, it's it's basically a grama on a dirabanan. Um, and for a chola, that's, that's mutter. Okay, so um, when, when, when they press this one of these buttons here, like the up button, so there's a delay, right? That's the idea. It doesn't start right away. So we have a few, um, it's not just a delay. I mean, Rabbi Heinemann is in, in certain cases where, where um, we could only have a delay, that's, that, that's sufficient. Um, but we added a few more things. There's a degree of randomness. There is a specific times when it checks the button. There's indicators telling you when you could press the button and when you can't press the button. There is um, 
you know, so even if somebody is just jams down the button at any time, you're still using a grammar, but there are different types of grammars and we implement all of them when possible. So let me ask you, so is this something you can, I mean, you make on a mass level or each one is, you know, needs to be installed and figured individually? So do you, re do you sell your own or you reconfigure what they have? Okay, so so are you referring to stairlifts? Yeah, stair lifts stair lifts okay, yeah. stairlifts. There's just like six, seven manufacturers. They all function very similarly, but each have their own caveats. They, some of them are are, are um, radio remotes, work with radio, like your like your the key fob from your car. Some works with infrared remotes that uh, work like a television remote. Um, so we design our products uh, accordingly i mean uh, so uh, so each one is individual then you have to yeah but each type each type of stair lift i already know oh, I see. okay it needs this type of board it needs this type of programming so yeah um i i did not manage to narrow it down okay these are the nebulizers let's talk about that for a minute how does it work Okay, so with the nebulizers, how does it work? First, we have to discuss what the issues are. Right, okay, um, go ahead. Okay, so obviously if somebody is in a life-threatening situation, I mean, you could you could uh, be Michal Shabbos without an issue. The issue is really when it's more of like a treatment or if somebody knows they will need the, the nebulizer three times a day or twice throughout Shabbos. At that point, it's not likely that there's a real heter if there's another way to the, it's not, you know, it's it's much better if you could find a way how to do it in a way that's more permissible. There's another issue with um, nebulizers in particular because once it's on and you use it, what is the premise of uh, permitting the 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 turning it off? Like, why should you be allowed to turn it off? Now there are some that are um, that say that uh, some posts can uh, say that that it's um, because you might need to use it again or it might break, burn out. So what I did over here is it works with a grandma. It um, also the same thing as before. It has a button that's in a, a bi-stable state. So it checks the button every few, um, uh, certain amount of time, um, tells you when you could press the button, when you can't, and the button stays in place either in or out, and any state change turns turns on the nebulizer with a delay, with a grandma. Again, this is like a three-step process. Um, and uh, also, I, there's optional auto-off timer where automatically, when you're turning on, which you're allowed to do, obviously, it will turn off at a preset amount of time after that. Very and will, you'll be allowed to use it again later. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go through some of the questions. Annie is asking, after you explain the devices, Please let us know if they're available in Canada and who sells them. Uh, the border is very tricky. The border is what? Very tricky. The border, the border is tricky. Is, uh, so, so some I mean, devices. Have, like, because, you, have you traveled up to Canada to do it? Yeah, I've done so. so uh, um, I've done so uh, um, on a few occasions, but the border is tricky in terms of shipping, like big oh, things. Uh -huh. The the like it, the first of all, things got lost um customs uh, is, is a nightmare um but yeah 
but uh, we do service Canada. Um, we have to fill up the fill out the proper forms and whatnot, but it's okay. a little more complicated. But yeah, yeah they, can, they can contact. They can contact. Uh, they can contact you. Yeah. Um, okay. And now he is discussing the next. Uh, Moshe is talking about the uh, scooters, which we're going to get to in this later half. Uh, okay. Let's see. What about the initial switch that starts the the delay? Not sure what the question is. You understand uh, the question? Yeah, they want to know that you're. Miss probably what that person is asking is, um, when you press the button, you are completing a circuit. Um, you're initiating something right away, and the answer to that is that first of all, it's not necessarily so. I'm hearing feedback from somebody, so I don't know. Um, it, it's not necessarily so because um, when you press the button, I could make it in a way that it's actually disconnected from anything, from like with a relay. But I was told by Rav Heinemann and others that it's not necessary as long as pressing the button now does not start any process. Um, that's fine. Um, so what we do is no, it doesn't start any visible pro pro process, even, but even non-visible, if it's programmed in a way that it's ignoring the inputs of the switch, uh -huh. I could turn it on and off a million times at that point. And the way a computer chip works, it, it cycles thousands of times. I mean, like let's say eight megahertz, it's eight million times a second. Um, so each time, and it's ignoring that it's not going down that exit on the highway. So. It, essentially, I'm not really doing anything. I see. Okay. I, now, I, here's the question that um, I think that, that the person we, wants to know whether you can switch it on to Shabbos mode on Shabbos, or do you have to do that before Shabbos? That sounds like what the person is. So the and the nebulizer, just for ease of use, the way that I don't have a Shabbos weekday mode, um, uh, it, it automatically goes into Shabbos mode by default. When you plug in the nebulizer for the first 10 seconds, it's in weekday mode. So if you need to use it, press the button, it'll turn on right away. If you do not use it within the first 10 seconds, it automatically enters Shabbos mode, and then it's just with a grammar. And some people use it even during the week in the Shabbos mode because, okay, you have to wait an, uh, uh, 30 seconds or so till it starts. But And it has auto off, so they, they don't need to bother turning it off. It turns off by itself. They know they're done. So, yeah. But the short answer is yes, it has a weekday mode and a Shabbos mode. And no, you cannot plug it in on Shabbos. It has to be plugged in before Shabbos. Rabbi Frankel, uh, Simcha is asking, what would constitute a chola for the elevator? Is someone who has leg issues climbing too many stairs included in it? Or is someone not, not feeling well? Yeah, if, some, if, somebody, um, if somebody's a healthy, you know, able person... Um, and they're able to climb steps, then uh, you know, with ease, then they should do that. But yes, for, so there are some people, especially elderly people, that they find it very difficult to go up and down the steps, um, and it and it um, and it limits their ability to to, to go out and um, you know get, get out in public. So for those people, they um, they they really need the elevator in order to be able to 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 to, to um, Get up, get up and about. So, um, so, so that, that that they would they would be uh, able to use this. So, a couple of people, Jonathan and Wolf, are asking questions. We got a, a number of questions about CPAP. Um, I think that that's probably a very very common device that people use. It's a, I mean, um, I just know I don't know that much about. It. I know that you, Rabosa, you know much more about 
how what it's for and how it works. It's a device that people put on their their face at night to help them sleep. It provides air pressure when they have trouble sleeping uh, and their sleep apnea. And we, so we got we got what are the halachas of using these machines for sleep apnea on Shabbos and Yontiv? I use a CPAP when I sleep. Um, what happens if it accidentally gets unplugged on Shabbos? Can I can I or I forgot to plug it in? Can I plug it in? Can you discuss whether CPAP machines may be used on Shabbos? And 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 so on. So I, I want to I do want to I know we don't certify a CPAP machine, right? Uh Shmuel? No, you don't. Uh we could work on it, but uh, as of now, uh we're in discussion, but I we don't I don't see the real um need for that. There's so many different types of CPAP machines and the amount that I could mitigate is only the turning on and off. And there is an automatic, most CPAP machines have an automatic mode where you just start breathing and it turns on by itself. And it's with a, it takes about three seconds to turn on. So we'll have to um, right. look so into we, it. If it's, you're you're yeah. saying it's not really applicable to really certify such a machine. But Rabbi Frankel, I put up your article that you wrote a while ago about uh, why Rabbi Heinemann allows use of it anyway. So you right. could give us one, uh, give us a quickie on, on, on that quick review. That, that's what I was alluding to. That's, oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. In, in the long term, see, in the long term, uh, sleep apnea is a serious condition. Um, for any one night, a person may be able to forego the CPAP machine. But uh, in the long term, it has uh, serious, it can potentially have serious negative effects. And uh, to skip using it once a week, a person shouldn't do that unless they really get the okay from their doctor. If the doctor says that they need it, um, then, um, then they should use it. Again, there are certain things they can do to mitigate the Shabbos issues, but they are limited because by its very nature, many of the CPAP machines respond to the person's breathing and that's the way they work. So you can't really change that. Um, again, you can, as, 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 uh, as was said, you can, um, maybe, uh, when switching the arms like that, one can, one can work on. Uh, making that be through a grammar, but the the actual working of the machine itself, um, you know, that's going to respond to the person's breathing. Right. Okay. We'll go back to the to the machine the, to the devices. What is this uh, we're showing here, Shmuel? Suction machine. Yeah, this is a suction machine used for um, people that uh, patients that have a tracheostomy. Um, uh -huh. It's a trach. Um, and uh, then you have suction um, every few hours to even every every half an hour, depending on the patient. So this is a perfect example of something that is pikuach nefesh. Like if you don't do it, the person is in a real sakana, um, where yeah, it's a life it could lead to a life threatening situation. But you know that you're going to be using it throughout Shabbos many many times. So, yeah, obviously, if there's no choice and there's no Shabbos mode available, then you could use it with a Shinui or even direct. I mean, it should, somebody should consult their rabbi. But, um, yeah, we developed something that you could use it. It will stay on for 30 seconds as long as it takes to suction the patient and it will turn off. So we take care of all of those issues without needing to come on to the, the leniencies. And this? This is a hospital bed. Um, it's uh, this is one of the examples where we actually improved over the original design of most hospital beds. Most hospital beds have this long cord um, uh, remote control where you could adjust the head, uh, the headrest and the footrest, um, and the, also some of them. If a fully electric bed, the height of the bed itself. Um, 
this is a wireless remote controller. And what you see on your left, you see um, the remote. Um, that's our remote. On the right, you see the controller, and that's connected to the bed. And you could wireless,ly control the um, the aid could wirelessly control the bed from the other side of the room. That's something that we added the wireless capability. But um, it has a weekday mode and a Shabbos mode. And the way the so like I said before, there are different ways how to make a Shabbos mode. This cannot be used with a regular grammar because then it will be very hard to adjust the exact um, way the bed the position of the bed. So what we have over here, there's like a rolling delay. It's a rolling grammar. Basically, it's always recording whatever you're pressing and for the duration, and it's going to play it back. Um, uh, a few said, I mean, <laughs> you have had chats in the past on, on Zoom, I'm sure, and you know what latency means. This is basically mm -hmm. induced latency into the system where there is a latency enough to be considered a grammar, but it's going to do exactly what you told it to do. Right. So you're working closely with Rabbi Frankel and Rabbi Heinemann to, you know, if you have any Shilas, how to, how to get it to go, right? So yeah. he'll answer your, you know, what's necessary, what's not necessary. Let me ask you, with all these, with all these devices, um, did, 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 do you, do you, did people tell you how it changed their life? Like they can now do things that they couldn't do before? Um, Nurse calls here. We have all some more. The time, nurse all the time. I, 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 I just, it's so emotional sometimes to listen to the voicemails and, 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 um, some people I encourage them to like, oh wow, this sounds very good. Leave a review. But really, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't even, <laughs> really, I get so many emails and voicemails and sometimes letters in the mail. How that their 95 year old father didn't go to shul in four years. And especially during the, the, the pandemic when so many people were so eager to get back out and this really enabled them to, to um, yeah, you know, they couldn't leave their house. They couldn't, they couldn't go to the children for Shabbos. So this is like something really helped. This is this is a Shabbos recliner. Maybe this, is, this looks like a... Well, the Shabbos, never, Shabbos never reclines. <laughs> <laughs> Baruch Hashem. It's not, but uh, yeah, this is a Shabbos recliner. This is uh, like you see over there. It's for medical use only. Uh, I don't want people to make a mistake that it's for leisure. Um, but it's, it's this is the type of recliner that helps somebody get up. If they sit oh, down, man. they have trouble getting up. And some people use this as a bed. Um, so for the people that use this as a bed, and that's how they could get out of bed, they, they have their big fall risk. So they use this to sort of sit down and then lay down and then get back up. Right. Um, so they could use this. For, obviously, they should consult either the Starke or their local Orthodox rabbi. If right. this person, if they're, they meet the criteria on that. And we have a, a stair lift. We talked about that before. Ceiling lift. That's, uh, go back for a second. That's a portable stair lift. That wow. uh, yes, um, it's basically a uh, basically a folding chair on wheels, which has if you look in the back, it has these tracks that climb up. We don't make we don't make any of this stuff. I mean, we buy either have a customer buy it or buy it from the company, but we modify it for for Shabbos use. Um, but this particular thing is a an amazing innovation and it, it, you could basically have a mobile stair lift wherever you go so what does that mean it climb it climbs stairs or is it attached climbs to stairs. it climbs stairs and you fold it up it goes into the trunk of the car let's say a parent wants to go to the to 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 the, ch the child for shabbos 
um, oh, and yeah, they they have steps, and they could use this to climb up the steps. Like basically, somebody stands behind the patient and just um, help, and it does the climbing for you. Wow. Okay. Um, here's your contact information. People can gromachip.com. You know, I think the name is great. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. It was very good. Well, some people think it's uh, something to do with the grandma, or uh, <laughs> I tell them, but yeah, I'm a vet. It's a great name. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been doing this, uh, Shmuel? Uh, about 10 years. 10 years? I think okay. Time flies. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, let me just get some more of the questions here. One second. More about CPAP machines. Um, and so I, 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 I would recommend if you have a question that we can't get to, because we have a busy, uh, busy discussion. You can you can call Rabbi Frankel uh, or email him at halacha at star-k.org, and uh, Frankel will get back to you about specific types of of uh, CPAPs. Zev says old-fashioned hospital beds used to work with a mechanical crank, no electricity needed. That's the best. Old cars used to work that way too. What? Old cars used to work like. I, I would just can I just add? I would just I would just tell the the listeners that uh, they should know that uh, I get feedback. With Shmuel, it's a pleasure to work with people. Um, people are people people contact me too to tell me how happy they are. Um, he's he's one can one can trust whatever he says, both in terms of the um, you know the, the 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 device knowledge and also the halachic and the, the halachic knowledge that which he gives over uh, properly and. Um, People are very, very happy. Thank you. I never, you, <laughs> first time you're telling me that, but that's <laughs> Okay, some unsolicited um, recommendation. Terrific. Okay, so th there are a couple of people asking about the scooters. I don't think we should avoid it. Um, and and we know that uh, that we can see from your ads that, that, that you do have a scooter, uh, Shmuel, but Starcade doesn't certify it. Um, I would just ask Robert Frankel just to to to, to discuss in, in just one second why why is that and what what you know what the issue was. Is that okay, Shmuel? That's totally fine. Okay. So scooters scooters have a have an issue which is very hard to get around, which is that um, when a person is driving a scooter and they want to stop, so if it works through grammar and there's going to be a five second delay. Then in between the time that they stop using the scooter and it's actually when they take the finger off the throttle and it stops during those five seconds, they can very easily crash. So therefore, the person is very limited in their ability to make uh, scooters um, which are fully grammar compliant um, and um, at least in, at least um, following uh, the way that Rabbi Heinemann would want it to be. Um, and that was the issue that we ran up against. So, so, so one of the the writers here, the the, the texters mentioned that uh, in your ad, you can see that the scooters on one side of the page, and the star K is on the other side. Um, so, yeah, we, we used to do according. It was it was basically a a, a decision that I made um, to rely on another rav that that is was a little bit more lenient with that. Um, because of my my concerns, um, apparently the 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 other company, um, Shabato, did solve the problem. They have their own line of scooters with uh, hand brakes and stuff, and that's that's fine with me. I, I yeah, I just think there's different methods. There's different scooters that work 
in different ways. The ones that the scooters that I have been working with are um, don't have handbrakes. So um, yeah, the way the approach will be totally different. And that's why with the scooters that I um, do is relies on a different hechsher completely. Right. And that's why I want to make it very um, apparent that while most of our products are Starcase certified as well, some products are not. And again, this is just a difference in opinion, like everything else is uh, there is more lenient uh, thing, especially when it comes to, by the way, especially when it comes to Cholim, uh, there's so many different degrees of, 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 of people, uh, so many degrees of leniency or, or uh, being machmir. Um, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's what we went. Right. Um, we went with another Hechsha with that product. Right. Even, okay. even, though it's, even though it's not Stark I approved, it does have a Hechsha from a, from a well-recognized yeah. prosaic, you know. Yes, right. right. Okay, so that's a good segue into our next. If, I know that uh, Rafi David is is, uh, is is waiting to join us. So if I could ask you, Rafi, to to turn on your uh, your screen so we can we can we can uh, speak with you as well. Um, and meanwhile, Rabbi, Rabbi Frank, let's go through some of these other questions. What about hearing hearing aids on Shabbos? We got a number of questions about how you use hearing aids, taking them off before bed, putting them back on. Um, you know, and so on. Hi, Rafi. How are you? Hi. <laughs> okay, just one second. We're just we're finishing up. We're going to finish up. So, Rabbi Frankel, you have you have uh, some information about the hearing aids, right? Yeah. So the so the Jewish there's a there's a, there's a there's an organization for Jewish deaf, um, and they put out a booklet which was written by Rabbi Shochetovitz, the Rav of the Agudas Yisrael of Greenspring in Baltimore. Um, and it's available online. It's called the Torah's Hacheresh Guidebook. It's Torah's T O R E S Hacheresh. H A C H E R E S H Hacheresh. The Torah's Hacheresh Guidebook. It's the, it's online. You can Google it, and it has uh, ample information about um, about hearing aids, halachic and practical advice um, by a by a by a by a well respected posek. So, uh, so I just said Rabbi Miller, one of our colleagues, is listening here also. He's moderating our chat. Rabbi Miller, if you can find that and put up the link, that would be great. You can find that online and figure out where, uh, where it is. Okay, I can send him. I can. I can okay. send him the link. Okay, fine. Then we'll put it up so anybody can can get that if they need. It has all the halachas. Um, it's a little bit beyond the discussion that we're having today. Shmuel, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. No, my really pleasure. It was really very, very, very informative. Thank you. And you got a good Askama from Mary Frankel as well. <laughs> ah, thank you. Take care. Okay, take care. Be yeah. well. Bye-bye. Okay, Rafi, how are you? All right. So so Rafi is the CEO of uh, of the uh, of the uh, uh, mobility scooters. Moving life. What's that? Yeah. Moving life. Yes, yeah. moving life. Rafi, tell us a little bit about the background. Like, how did you get into scooters? Why, why scooters? So, in general, uh, the, the the gentleman who founded the company was Nino. He was uh, suffering from polio all his life and uh, decided that all the scooters out there are not good enough. So, they went and designed a totally different travel scooter, a folding scooter. So, a scooter that would be very different than all the other products on the market. You can split it into two parts. You can easily lift it, put it uh, like in your trunk. Uh, when it opens up, 
it's quite big. When you fold it, it becomes a very small suitcase. So the, the, the form factor goes from the smallest uh, size possible when the scooter is folded. And when you are opening it and unfolding it, it's like magic. It's like uh, opens up to a full-size scooter. Um, the company started selling worldwide, let's say about six years ago. So we're selling, uh, let's, in the US, in Israel, in Dubai, uh, we, we're just having a trade show now in Finland. Uh, we just finished a trade show in Brazil. So we're selling everywhere. About uh, three years ago, when I joined the company, we were just starting to change the controller. So we were developing a new version of Ato, which is our scooter called the Ato Sport. And within this process, we decided to change the controller. Now, the controlling unit is, let's call it the brain power of the entire unit. Most scooters in the world actually rely on a bot controller. So it's like a controller, you go to one of the few companies that sell controllers, you buy a product off the shelf. With moving life, the way we do things, we kind of like to be very particular. So we designed our own controller. Once we did that, I understood there was a possibility to make a totally new version of a Shabbat scooter. Because all the Shabbat scooters until that time were very much, you take a scooter, then you add a bunch of electronics on top of what's on the scooter itself. And even within those uh, combination of adding electronics to another product that already has electronics, it's not always uh, seamless. Once we designed the controller by ourselves and we programmed the code of what it's supposed to do on Shabbos in the controller itself, it's a totally new uh, way of doing things. Mm -hmm. so, okay, I just want to show. This is your. You sent me this uh, this uh, video here. I'm going to show the uh, the video that uh, that you that you have on the scooter, so people get get an idea. People aren't familiar can get an idea of what it's like so here goes it's coming from from youtube there are a few disclaimers it's coming from youtube some people have youtube disabled so you won't be able to see it second of all this is some background music which um the rabbanim tell me is okay because it's even though it's the omer but it's just uh, not really uh, important but if you want you can turn off your sound uh for the duration it's just it's just for a minute so we'll just take a look at the scooter get an idea
Okay. So that's um, that's that's uh, that's what it looks like. That that that, that wasn't on Shabbos, right? People driving. <laughs> yes, yes, it was not filmed on Shabbos. <laughs> right. So, um, and uh, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Rafi. When people, I was just thinking about some of my. We we've had some inquiries, some you know, some good inquiries about it from people asking us about it. Do you drive this on the sidewalk? Do you drive it in the street? What if, what? How do you? Where would you go? Okay, so I uh, I myself live in Jerusalem. You know, uh, in Yerushalayim, most you know, in from neighborhoods, the road is closed on Shabbos. Right. So you can actually drive the product uh, on the road. Um, I know that in Yishuvim, in Israel, people drive it, you know, uh, from their house into the shul. Actually, they stay sitting on it even during uh, davening because it's very difficult for them to stand up and move. Uh, I mean, my in-laws live in Muncie, and I know that over there, the distances between the shul and, uh, and someone's house can be very far. And uh, you need to drive it on, a, on either on the sidewalk or on the road. Uh, so, so it, yeah, it really depends uh, where you live and, uh, and how far you are from shul and how you get there. Right. So I, I want to ask Rabbi Frankel to address the um, what we were talking about before, about the stopping of the scooter. Uh, we were talking before Rafi came on about the scooter, how it stops. So right. what's different over here? So the Moving Life scooters have this unique feature that they have mechanical brakes similar to the brakes on a bicycle that you when you you know you press down and uh, something presses against the brakes which uh which uh starts uh, something presses against the wheel which stops the wheel from moving that's purely mechanical a person can do that in shabbos um nothing there's no there's no electricity involved so um so that way the 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 scooter can stop right away uh, immediately uh, without having to rely on any um, bromo or anything like that, because there's no uh, there's no electricity involved. Um, right. So Yaakov here on the chat is asking: once a person is in motion, wouldn't it be okay to break right away since it's a sakana, or should one not put themselves in that situation? Well, that was exactly the problem: is that almost always it's going to be a situation where you have to stop now. You don't want to hit somebody, so or hit something. So if you're if you're if you're pressing a grumma switch and it's going to stop in in five or ten feet yes so then you would have to break uh you know instantaneously and to, to to do that you know to rely on that every time you're going out riding your scooter is what uh behind him had a problem which which moving life does not have that problem because it's mechanical right. right right let me see over here we have some more pictures here rafi let's see uh let me just take a look at what else we have over here um well, here's a picture of the of the scooter that we saw. This is up close that we right. saw. We have beyond that remote is that it's fully functional and it's plug and play. It's not what? It's plug and play, so you don't have to oh. make any mechanical or any electronical uh, changes on the item in order to turn it from a regular auto sport scooter into a Shabbat scooter. The only thing you need is a remote control. The software was already programmed within the item. So, so show us what. The, okay, I'm going to put you on. One second, let me put you on like this. Go ahead. Show us what the remote control looks like. So this is the the remote control. You plug this into the USB switch before Shabbos. You uh -huh. put, you turn it on before Shabbos, 
And uh, once it's in Shabbos mode, the only things you are using are these buttons here and the throttle. And we'll, I will explain a little bit more about the throttle afterwards. These buttons here will allow you to turn on the light. And maybe Rabbi Frankel uh, can explain. <laughs> we, we spoke at length if you can use the light, if you cannot use the light on, on, on Shabbos. Because again, there's a sakona if, if you live in a place that's very dark, then of course, all the switches here, they work with gamma. It's not just a delay, it's a delay and uh, actually works randomly on those buttons uh, here. So the only ones that are not working with uh, pure gamma, which is delay plus randomness and just have a delay is the throttle itself. Because over there was uh, quite a lot of uh, programming to get it to work. Uh, every time that you push down on the throttle, there will be a, a delay before you start driving. And every time you release the throttle, it will be a delay before actually you feel the scooter stopping. During this time, you use the mechanical brake. And this is actually what was special about the, the, the process with Star K. So, Rafi, I want I want you to mention the story that you told me before when we were talking. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a, a, a pleasure for us to come visit uh, Star K headquarters. And uh, we, we met with Rav uh, Heinemann. Uh, I think I came with myself and a gentleman named Adi Schemel, who runs the entire U.S. Uh, sales, marketing, operations for us. And he's from Kibbutz. Uh, I think we spent probably, I think we spent probably a good hour with Heinemann, uh, checking the various buttons, checking, asking a lot of questions on how it works, and uh, trying it on and uh, asking even more questions. And it was very detailed uh, discussion. At a certain point, uh, I think there was an urgent phone call. It was right in the middle of of COVID, and someone came in and I think asked the question of, about halacha if you can uh, connect someone to a, a a breathing machine and uh, of course Rav Heinemann uh, answered quite fast and uh, my colleague Adi said oh how can it be that Rav Heinemann answers so fast about this and spend an hour on a scooter it was uh, <laughs> how to say uh, very shocking for him and I mean of course I'm sure Rav Heinemann gets many questions like this every day and checks his scooter once in a while so <laughs> but it right. was, it was very interesting Right. So he got, as I, I found it interesting, he got a life and death question. So he answered it off the, off the cuff, not off the cuff, but of course, based on his many years of, of, yes, of, yes. of, of, of understanding. And the scooter is like, you know, we have to get it because it's a new thing for us. So therefore, okay, yes. let's take some of the questions if we could. Um, I think Moshe was asking about different types of scooters. What's the difference? We're not, we can't get into that now, but if you want, you can try to, uh, Call us after the after the show. Call Rabbi Frankel. Um, no, I think I think it's well, important to note that yeah. moving life is unique in that they make the Shabbos mode. They also make the scooter themselves. So right. this is not this is not like other Shabbos mode devices, which are some person piggybacking onto a product made without you know by a completely different company. They they have complete uh, control over the their programming because they're the ones who make the device. They're, they're in a very uh, unique position that they're able to program it exactly as they would like it to be. Right. Can you give us a phone number to call for the scooter? <laughs> uh, I, I, 
I'm sure you could, right? But what's the the website is what movinglife.com? The website that you would the website that you would log on is called Folding Scooter Store. Folding Scooter Store dot com. Yes. Folding Scooter Store dot com. Folding Scooting Scooters. Oh, Folding Scooter. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh, I will put it in the comment of the, yeah, put it, put it, yeah, put it, put it in the comment there, Rafi, if you could, so that yeah. way people will will know uh, what it is. Um, Rabbi Frank, this is for you. If you have a header to use a scooter on Shabbos, can it only be used for dvar mitzvah, like going to shul, or even for visiting family or getting fresh air? What does Rabbi Heidman hold? Rabbi Heidman feels it can be used not just for going to shul, but also for other uh, other uh, uh, other uses as well. It's important for such a person to be able to go out and not uh, be locked into his house over Shabbos. And Rabbi Heinemann allows the person to go it to go visit people. Um, he's fine with that. So, you know, when this first came out, Rabbi Frankel, I want to tell you that uh, to me it seemed a little funny. People riding on, you know, on scooters on Shabbos. But I, I, I've, I've really, um, through, through COVID, I really uh, started thinking about it more when we saw how people staying home, you know, especially elderly people, how much it affected them. You know, they can't go out. They're stuck at home. They can't go to shul. They can't meet their friends. It really had a, it has a tremendous effect on their on their health. And uh, in, in, in a sense, it's like a psychosis over time having to stay home. And, and so they're behind them in was matter this. It's really a great, a great, uh, a great use for them. Very true. Miriam is asking, can the scooter, Rafi, this is for you, can the scooter go up and down hills? Is the speed adjustable? Can you gradually slow down? Why well, can't hear you? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yes. So the scooter, of course, can go up and down. We decided that on, on Shabbos, you shouldn't be in a hurry. So there's <laughs> a, a setting of one and two. Uh, so during the week, you can go up six miles per hour. On Shabbos, it's very limited. Also, we're very concerned about people's safety. So we, we don't want to let them go too fast because we remember that it takes a couple of seconds to slow down and you need to use the brake. So on Shabbos, you can only use it on one and two. Uh, it's, it's good enough. You would be uh, walking next to, uh, you know, driving next to someone who's walking. It's about walking distance, about walking speed. So, uh, so there's two, speed, two speeds, right? What, what, so which, let's say you're on the faster speed. So then you're going the speed of somebody walking, right? And then, yes. then when you want to, when you're closer to, I, I, the way I envision it, when you get closer to like where people might be, like in shul, or then you would you you would go to the slower speed. But that's also a grammar, right? That's also works with a delay. Yes. So the button that you would use is uh, this one here with the plus. And uh, this works uh, with Lama. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, of course, you can go up and down the hills. Uh, we, the scooter is regulated to, to six degrees. And, and this is, uh, you know, a must by the regulation. Uh, but in, in terms of the climbing power, it's, uh, it's quite strong. It's uh, mm -hmm. during Shabbos and during the week. It's... Uh, it's the best travel scooter you can get. So this is the nice thing about Atto, that during the week you are getting possibly the, the best possible scooter on the market, and you now can use it on Shabbos as well. You don't need to uh, 
how to say uh, using your favorite product just because you want to have a shabbos scooter. Right. Okay. Simcha is asking, can it be used if the disability is only temporary? Or is it better to stay home for that time uh, for that time period? So that's for Rabbi Frankel. Can you? <laughs> well, yeah, that that's a question which a person will have to you know would, would it would be a case by case basis. Um, it's it's hard to, it depends on um, you know how temporary is temporary. How how great is the need? Um, a person would have to discuss right. it with their own person. But Rabbi Frankel, in your article, you point out that even the use of it should be should be has to be approved by your your own personal rav or your rabbi um, and the rabbanim in town. You know to make sure that everybody's on board with it. Well, I think this is important that, again, it's only for a chola, and um, some communities are open to having scooters um, for chola, and some communities are not. Of course, some shuls uh, are comfortable having people come to their shuls with scooters, some shuls are not. A person has to discuss it with his own local uh, Orthodox rabbis. Okay. Um, let me just take a look here. We have some more. This is this is a sign you, uh, that we go on the on the back of your scooter right you have one rafi yes so this is the sign that that, that you uh, get uh from Arizain, actually so it's a, it's on it's on the back of the scooter when you use it on on Shabbos. and and so rabbi heinemann would like if people put that sign on so that people know that it's uh they're not just you know riding a regular a regular scooter but everyone can see that it's uh right this is, uh uh, always a good thing that people know that you are going to Shabbat and uh, on a scooter to shul, they can see that there's a sign right. in the back and says that it's certified, who it's certified by, there's a serial number of the product. Right. Okay, I think, let me see. Here's another picture with Rav Heinemann uh, meeting with you. And, uh, you know, people turn to, people always turn to Rav Heinemann for, for, you know, electronic or mechanical devices because he has a real understanding of how how they work, and what what is necessary mitzad halacha to uh, to get it you know to be to be uh, to be approved. So, right. so, so, so I can tell you we didn't pass from the first time. So the first did. time we came to uh, to, to start here and we showed the product. Rav Heinemann uh, asked to make some changes uh, in in the way the product works, especially the way the throttle and the mechanical brake work together uh it took us a couple of months we had to come back and show it again uh <laughs> there was programming work to be done there was uh, a lot of programming work to be done and i think uh, second and third time around we uh like he he approved the product after testing it but right. it was very right. to understand the issues with this and and how it works and how the electronics work and uh, what's the problem with the throttle uh, itself Annie is asking, can you add a motor program for Shabbos to the manual wheelchair, wheelchair to make it work? I'm not sure what that means. I mean, the manual wheelchair is not motorized. So I'm not sure right. what I understand the question. What? The, the, the answer is that uh, our product, it works. It's, it's, it's very specially made to work with our scooter. You cannot right. use it uh, in congruence with any other product on the market. It works only with Atoll. And... Uh, the, the the reason why it works only with auto is because of the combination between the mechanics and the electronics and the controller. Only when you combine all those things can you make a truly uh, well working like Shabbos scooter. Right. Right. Um, 
okay. I mean, I think we basically covered the, the topic, Rafi. Is there anything else you want to add that we didn't discuss? No, I just uh, say thank you again to Star K, to Rav uh, Heinemann, to Rav uh, Frankel, who uh, had to say uh, helped us along the, the, along the process. And uh, we're very happy to be able to, you know, to uh, help people on, on Shabbos. I think it's uh, it's very important. I mean, I, I know a gentleman who used to go every Shabbos day. He used to start walking to shul, and then he sat on a bench for two, three hours and went back home. Mm. I think that this is a story that really, uh, like, touched my heart. And uh, when I asked him, like, why he said i didn't want to stay home i wanted to try to go to shul but i never made it hmm. and uh wow. i think it's uh it, it it's very important to 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 understand that uh going to shul socializing with people like i think when uh, like shabbat scooters were invented the reason was that shabbat should not be like a punishment you should not have to stay home and uh Zaman Olbach was was the one who said he shouldn't, you know, have to uh, stay home and in in a punishment on Shabbos. It should be a, a pleasurable experience, right? And there's a real need for products like this, right? Okay, well, Rafi, I want to thank you for joining us, and you uh, wish you much uh, much hatzlacha. And I'm sure we'll be we'll be in touch. You know, the, when you come out with improvements or changes, you'll be in touch with Rabbi Frankel, and we have to get Rabbi Heinemann to to approve it. So, uh, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye bye. Okay. So, what I, what, what I would like uh, to do, what, what, I would, uh, what I would like to do, Rabbi Frankel, is to go through some of the questions that we got. Uh, if we could just talk ourselves for, for a couple of minutes. Sure. Or if anybody has any other um, uh, questions here. Here, let's see. What does a scooter weigh? Maxine is asking. Okay, I don't know exactly what it weighs. It's he- it's a little it's a heavy. <laughs> it's not light. Again, um, but it's, but it but it can be taken apart. That it can be taken apart into two, right? Can be taken apart into two pieces, each one of which is manageable. Right. Um, that that's uh, unique to I think pretty much unique to this scooter. It's uh, it's very 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 well designed uh, to be to be to fold up into manage manageable cat like you can you can take it on a plane. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's specially designed for that. Uh, very nice features. Okay. How widely acceptable, Miriam is asking, is use of the scooter? I haven't seen it in my community. <laughs> How to widen acceptance? Well, this, well that's, what you, that's what you mentioned before, Rabbi Franco. We're not necessarily trying to widen the acceptance. It depends on the Rabbanim in the community. Well, this, this scooter just, just uh, you know, just very recently uh, became Stock A approved. So right. we'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what the interest is. Right. Okay. Let's go to uh, some of the some of the uh, questions that we have. We talked about CPAP. We sent you the article, and you can follow with Rabbi Frankel. The hearing aids. Did did did, did we get that link up? Was the link? No. Did, uh, did you put up the link for the article, Rabbi Frankel? Um, I sent it to Rabbi Mill. I sent it to you. Oh, you sent it to me. Okay. The link. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One second. We'll put it up right now. Uh, email. I emailed it to you. Yep, I got it. Okay. We'll put it up now. So that way everybody who needs it can have it. 
Okay, that's the link for the for people who want the halachas from Rabbi Shechatov. It's about hearing aids. And let's see what else we got. Um, okay, this is a medical alert device called Lively, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, the device has to be recharged each night. When you put it in the charger, removed from the charger, a ring is emitted. I suppose this device is a uh, is a kind that 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 has a button on it that alerts the medical. You know, if something is uh, if a person would need uh, tzala, or, you know that that would be the purpose of this device. So when you put it into the charger, and when you remove it, it makes a noise, a ring, to alert to. Uh, the the uh, one possible solution is to put the recharger on a on a Shabbos time clock, so that um, it mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, it doesn't, um, you know, activate right away when you put the when you put the device in or take out. Okay. Um, okay. There's questions about glucometers, insulin pumps. Okay. Uh, these are all. Um, do you want do you want to get into that, Rabbi Rabbi Franklin? Um, can you discuss insulin pumps carrying them as well as entering carbohydrate and carbohydrate information on the screen? Um, yeah, so um, obviously diabetes is a is a very serious, uh, potentially potentially a very serious. It's something which person has to manage. Person has to discuss with his doctor whether you know to what extent uh, it's necessary to to over Shabbos. You know, if it, if it is if it's necessary for a person to check their blood sugar levels, and the doctor feels it's medically necessary, they should do that on Shabbos. They should do it with a shinui in a somewhat unusual way. Um, they should, um, when they, uh, when they, you know, when they have to squeeze the blood out of their finger, they should prick their finger with a shinui. They should try to squeeze the blood out with a shinui. Press their finger against the table. Um, when they put the strip in the device, um, they should, uh, they should put the strip in, you know, the reading device. Put the strip in first, and then turn the device on with the shinui, um, if possible. Again, um, you know, um, um, in the place of sakona, a person can do uh, anything, but. Uh, there isn't any immediate immediate danger, then um, then we would try to we would we would we would suggest doing with a shinoi or if possible getting a non-Jew to do it, but usually that's not so easy. Did you write an article about uh, insulin pumps? No, I did not. There is not a yet. book out. There is a book uh, by Rabbi Bodner, Halachas of Rafua. Right. Uh, he talks about it on page one eighty four of okay. his book. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a good reference. Thank you. Okay, I want to thank everybody for joining us. It's really been, uh, I think, a nice discussion of the of the the, the medical devices. You see what the Star K is doing, um, and um, you know, again, want to thank everybody who joined us: uh, Shmuel Glick, Rafi, David, and again, uh, of course, Rabbi Frankel. Thank you, okay. and and uh, Mr. Joe Naansasser, our engineer, was always always there, you know, to help us figure out what how these things work. <laughs> And uh, and to certify them, and, and Rabbi Miller for helping me with the with the chat, and I want to mention again that these are these videos are recorded and will be up on our uh, our webpage and our Vimeo channel. Just search Vimeo Star K Kosher, or go to our website. And also now as a podcast, so wherever you see wherever you get your podcast, you can search for it's called the Kosher Conversation. Uh, you look for that. Uh, star k kosher conversation that should bring up these uh you can listen to it in your car or wherever wherever you are 
Um, of course, you don't have all the video props, but uh, probably you get the idea anyway. If anybody has any further questions, you can email us at info at star-k.org or call us 410-484-4110. Our busy front desk staff is waiting to, for your call. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, if you joined us today, you will be signed up to our uh, emails about these about these uh, webinars, the next uh, the next webinar, and uh, and we hope that you'll join us again. Take care, everyone. Be well. Bye bye.